to the Skeptic Wire. Of July 2013, episode 118 of The Skeptic Wire. I am Gary Long, and with me this week is Donald Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Greg Brine is at the amazing meeting in Las Vegas. Uh, hopefully not losing money on the slots. Uh, knowing Greg, probably not. Probably not, because really the only reason to play the slots is so you get those so-called air quotes... Free drinks, but he doesn't drink. Yeah. So, and, but he, you know, he has claimed to have an addictive personality. So it's possible that the lights may send him into a nickel spending furor. He could also be a penny spending furor. <laughs> yes, indeed. Or even quarters. Ooh, quarters. Yeah. Or tokens. Uh, how was your week, Donna? Pretty good. Excellent. Just, you know, quiet. Got a lot done around the office, sort of thing. That's how my week has been. Yep. Nothing really exciting this week, you know? Hmm. I had a, I had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. My girlfriend yeah. flew in, and we went for a motorcycle ride, and Sounds like had a fun. party, and, and then she left. Aww. <laughs> She'll be back soon, right? Uh, yeah. Or you'll be there. Uh, well, I'm going to, we're going to meet in Vegas for a friend in commons wedding, not ours. <laughs> nice clarification. I like that. But you never know, the lights in Vegas, they might woo. <laughs> yes, it might send us into some sort of fervor. <laughs> hey, $137 and you get the Elvis impersonator with that. Yeah, aren't there some states that won't recognize Vegas weddings? No, uh, I think I think you you can get you can get married, but then you have to go to like the JP or something and actually get a marriage certificate from the state. Hmm. I've I've well, read this. I don't know how true it is. Because I kind of thought under you know that you know pesky full faith and credit law that says you know if you get married in one state it's yeah except for that whole gay marriage part, but you know yeah, except for that. <laughs> Actually, this, does Vegas allow gay marriage? Oh, it's no. a price. Really? Nevada, Nevada does not have gay marriage. That's hilarious. You'd think they'd go for the money. Exactly. I mean, okay, now I've been to several gay weddings. These things are phenomenal and fabulous. So um, for currently they are. I think once they, if, once they become more common, that they'll just become regular. And then you have, you know, couples eloping. And it's like the last one that I went to was actually a couple that got married in Wisconsin. And then they had the big wedding ceremony here. So they got, or not Wisconsin. They got married in Iowa, sorry. And so they had this big, huge wedding. Well, Wisconsin doesn't have gay marriage, but Iowa does. Yeah. Well, and, they both, you can almost spell Iowa from, oh, you can spell Iowa. No, there's is no A Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. Iowa. Oh, there we are. You're right. Let's and try then, that again. Iowa is almost Wisconsin. Yes. So, like I said, they they went up to Iowa because that's where uh, his one of his family was from. So they got married up there, and then they came back, and they had this big, huge bash here. This thing was like a four-day party. <laughs> it started out with uh, meet-and-greet Wednesday night, 
and then it was barbecue on Thursday, and then it was all let's go to Six Flags on Friday and have a big um, Chinese food dinner after that, and then Saturday was the wedding, and then Sunday was oh hey let's meet up for brunch before everybody has to fly out. Yeah, I was like just party, party. It's supposed to be a celebration. But I think a lot of people get bogged down in the details and how they ha- how it has to be perfect. Yeah. Whereas if you do it like that, and I've had friends who've done similar things, instead of spending twenty thousand dollars on the wedding itself, they spend it on everything that goes around the wedding, such as you know the parties. Yeah. So like I said, I mean it was great. It was wonderful. I had the best time. <laughs> um, I was one of three vages there, which was also kind of interesting, you know, because. <laughs> And the other two were the moms of the two guys. Of the grooms. <laughs> or the brides, depending on which what you want to look at. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, no, it was a big gay bear wedding. Oh. They were all very <laughs> groomed. <laughs> gotcha. So, Wait. do we have a birthday? We have two birthdays. <gasps> two people had birthdays today? At oh my least. God. Yes. Oh. Well, three. Um, if you haven't been... Well, by the time this goes out, it'll it'll be uh, Friday or Thursday or something. But if you if you went on Facebook today, Wednesday the tenth, you would know that it's Nikolai Tesla's birthday. Yes. Uh, we won't say anything more about that because I think we've done them before, and there's nothing I can say that hasn't already been said. Yeah. Because everybody said it on Facebook. Yeah. So. This other person was born on the 10th of July in 1839. Hmm, 1839. I'm guessing he's dead. Uh, yes, died in October, uh, 10th of October, 1913. But he started a legacy. Ooh. He was German. He was a colonel. His first name was Adolphus. But came to the United States and they have, the family has, actually the company, but the family, has a theme park named after them. And it's not Hitlerland. <laughs> <laughs> you knew where I was going with that one. <laughs> no, it was Adolphus Bush, maker ah, of beer. Yum, beer. But Yay. we're having wine, which <laughs> exactly. is also tasty. He left in, uh, left his home in 1857 and established a brewery in Washington, Missouri, uh, with his, I think, his brother Ulrich. And uh, the rest is history. There's uh, so the Bush Bush family. They make a whole bunch of cool little beers, American beers, and they're Not, all carried by Clydesdales. Yes, uh, Budweiser, obviously, being the 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 most famous of the lot. And if you ask me, meh. <laughs> well, actually, you know, with the Czech Republic Budvar, which is where they, you know, separated from, mm-hmm. that shit's amazing. Ah, well, whatever happened, it, it lost something in the translation. Oh, probably because of prohibition. Probably. But regardless, yes, Adolphus Bush was born today. And a guy who was born uh, on July 10th, 1942, under the original... Name of Ronald James Padavona. And the key is the first two names. Ronald James. He changed his last name. 
He's better known... As Ronnie James Dio. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so he was born today, 1942, died on uh, May 16th, 2010 of... Uh, uh, Cancer. And, of course, he did Dio. He was key in the heavy metal. Yes. So we raise our glass to Ronnie James raise Dio. Raise our glass of the wine that we are drinking because we're at my house yes. and we can do this. <laughs> so the wine is good. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so let's talk about stuff that's happened this week. Yes. Um, we had a speaker come through. Not originally going to speak with us, but the uh, fact, well, you, you called him up originally because you yes. learned. And so fact, the Free Thinkers Association of Central Texas hosted. Uh, In conjunction with the San Antonio Coalition of Reason. Absolutely. So uh, under the umbrella. So we had Hemant Mehta come through, the friendly atheist. And he is quite friendly. He is, is he? very friendly. Ah. Well, he, he was talking at the... One of the mega churches in town uh, oh. called Oak Hills. Oak Hills Church. Oak Hills Church, which where... is famous for being the church that Max Lucado started. Yes, and also famous because uh, Robinson from the Spurs, ex, an ex Spur, also oh, preaches there. David Robinson. David Robinson, the admiral. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> really <laughs> nice guy. He... I'm yeah. sure he is. Yeah, but he. Talks there every once in a while as well. Yeah. But what, one of the one of the pastors at Oak Hills Church, uh, Frazy 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 Randy Frazy, was I think the guy who bought he, he went. Uh, let's let's move back. Hamont Meta originally he put on eBay that he would go to twenty churches for the winning bidder. Right. And uh, Randy Frazee was at one of the churches that Hemant Mehta went to. Um, no, I think he's the one who had the winning bid. Well, he was. He, I, I've heard two stories on this, but for certain, he was right. he was one of the churches that Hemant Mehta because. Uh, Hamant wrote a book about going to the churches. Right. And so Called, one of the. I one sold of the, my soul on eBay. I sold my soul on B eBay. And so uh, he talked about Randy Frazee's church, uh, where, wherever the hell it was. And so now he's down here. And so he came through and they actually had a conversation, not a debate, but a conversation about atheism and being good without God. Right. Well, the conversation here was it was very similar to something that he did. Up in Chicago when Frazee was preaching in Chicago. Chicago. And he said that what he brought Hemant in for was to talk about doubt. Mm -hmm. And how it is okay to have doubt. And that we have to address the doubts in order to basically keep the younger generation kind of interested in church. Right. And Which is a problem with a lot of churches. It's a big problem. And unfortunately... Uh, by saying it's okay to have doubt, he, the uh, pastor does kind of go against some of the preachings from the Bible. Yes. And certainly against a lot of the fundamentalists who say it's absolutely not good to have doubt. But he is absolutely correct that you should be allowed to doubt and think, um, especially if you want people to stick around. Because the more totalitarian you are, some people will stick around, but then you get more insane. But the majority of people will eventually drift away. 
And so, yeah, he, he did that. He talked on Saturday afternoon, which apparently is their small service, which was like only a few hundred people. Yeah, they've, they have, I think, two or three on services s- on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So six. And six then he old. had at least two on Sunday morning, starting very early in the morning. And then the, the big service, which I guess, you know, kind of everybody attends, I guess. Yeah, I, I've actually been to that church twice because my brother plays in the band there. Uh, and they have multiple bands. So they have the big sanctuary, which has a big stage. And, of course, they've got LCD screens and cameras everywhere. And then they have the east wing and the, and the west wing. And what happens is... All of these three have their own services, but they all have the same sermon. So they've got stuff going on. Uh, so three bands playing. You have the big band in the in the middle, uh, in the, the big, big sanctuary. Band. In the, well, right. And then <laughs> on like the the west, the the west sanctuary, you have like a smaller band because it's a smaller sanctuary. But they pipe in the sermon when that goes on, and then you go back and. It's all very hip. My family was raised you know, Lutheran, so we we're not really used to the raising the hands to allow the, the power of God to go through your palms into you. Yeah, the uh, Amen, brother. Exactly. Amen. Yeah, so about half half of the church that I've seen is that way, and the other half is conservatives. But you know they they have good speakers come through, and they have interesting things like come out meta, and that's yeah. that's really cool. And he said that he had a really good time speaking to him because, you know, it wasn't, like he said, it wasn't a debate. It was just talking. And it was with somebody that he has a relationship with. And apparently they have a very good respect for each other because I guess Frazee is the one who helped him get his book published. Mm -hmm. Because my, this is my understanding, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, Frazee, this was the story that I heard, was that Frazee bought him and made his church visitation and rather than making him go to the mega church there in Chicago 20 times, he said, why don't you go to 20 different churches and write about it for our church, our church's blog. And so he did that. And I guess Frazee was in the middle of getting a book published. So he kind of like, Hey, you might be interested in this guy's writing and kind of, I guess started him off with his career in, writing and everything else. Um, he said he haven't had a hard time getting used to people walking up to him and going, I'll pray for you, <laughs> which we told him was Texan for bitch. <laughs> That's right. Go to hell. Oh, bless your heart. heart. Um, but apparently he had had a talk with the church the week before saying, don't try to convince this guy to convert. It's not going to happen. Every argument that you're going to give him, he's heard. Yeah. He's read the Bible. He's studied. He's made his decision. And at one point, I guess they were, I guess with like the first service, they were afraid of people coming up to him and kind of hounding him about converting that they actually assigned basically a bodyguard, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> no, not so much a bodyguard, but a, uh, uh, a shut the fuck guard? up guard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a soul guard. Exactly. Yeah. He did that, and then he came out, and he, you guys went out and yeah. had dinner after he talked. So he had a pretty long day. Yeah. And so he came and spoke to 
the all the atheist free thinker skeptics groups here in San Antonio. We had a really nice turnout, probably about fifty people. Which is good for the size of the room. Right. Um, and he talked about what young atheists are going through and how it does get better. Yeah. At at some point. So uh um, <laughs> generally speaking. You know, he talked about helping out Je- uh Jessica Alquist with her stuff. Um, and about how the most common question Jessica Alquist gets asked is, so you're going to law school, right? <laughs> she is not going to law school. Apparently, she's been asked that one too many times. So if you see her, don't ask her that. Right. Um, but yeah, he and it was a really nice talk. And there were, I guess, several people also from the church in attendance. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's I know cool. one of my friends who goes there actually came to it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so my my guess is, I mean, because we did uh, social networking advertising for for him to to be speaking at at the Radius Center, which is our free thinkery uh, stronghold here in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I have yeah, a friend I, I wonder, who attends I if, there. I, okay, I wonder if he maybe mentioned it. I don't know, but I like I said, I have a really good friend who attends there. And she called me up that after she called me up Saturday afternoon and said, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm really interested in hearing this guy talk. And I was like, sure. And she was all like, I know it's downtown. Could I get a ride? And I'm like, yes, sure. So she came by and she had the best time. And did she go out to dinner with you? Yes. Excellent. Uh, so what was, so she had a good time. Yeah. Uh, did you guys talk about? We didn't really talk about it afterwards, oh, but she was okay. all like, she did say that he gave her a lot of things to think about. And that's, you know, and she was all like, she even admitted that she didn't see, she doesn't see the, the bullying sometimes that atheists get. And oftentimes it's very subtle. Right. And so when he was talking about what Jessica Alquist went through, um, and what, um, the girl from the Oklahoma basketball team that I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. She, Moved to Oklahoma. She joined the basketball team. They had a prayer. She, you know, politely stepped aside and got basically fired from the basketball team. Mm -hmm. And then it happened again the next year and all this jazz. She was all like, you would not know these things unless you were involved in the atheist community. And she says it really kind of opened up my eyes to how much privilege she has as a Christian. Right. Which I thought was, you know, really kind of, hey, yeah, see, we're not all bad baby eaters. <laughs> That's right. And the Christian religion is not under attack. <laughs> so that was, like, really cool. Then we went out to eat. Um, I took him to a local pub because um, we had to find some place that was, A, open later, and, B, had some vegetarian option for him. Right. <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Fortunately, it was vegetarian and not vegan because then we would have just been fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd have to bring in bring in a potluck. Yeah. Here, have some. I have uh, a mushroom and some green stuff. I think you call it lettuce. Because yeah. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I said, do you realize that finding vegetarian is a little hard in this town? And he's all like, yeah. you're one of the largest cities in America. And I'm like, yes, and we're deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> That's right. He was like, okay, yeah, I 
see where you have a point there. But <laughs> all in all, it was a really great time. Um, he would love to come back to San Antonio. Apparently, he had a really good time. So, yeah. Thank um, you for coming, Hammett. Indeed. And you can see one of the talks from Oak Hills Church. I'll post a link to it. Uh, they, they've def- they've got a link to it at therawstory.com. And then Oak Hills is, they, they uploaded it to some streaming site, whatever it is, Hulu or something. That's not the only free thinking thing that happened uh, mm-hmm. this week. There was also the unveiling of the American Atheist Monument in Florida, which has created some controversy. Okay, now I, I have to say this. I like the monument, but I think it's ugly. <laughs> I, I, it's, there's too much on it. Uh, I don't think it says... Well, okay. Actually, I have not seen the entire monument. I've, I only see the one side where it says American Atheists, and then it has kind of a list. So it's right. got, to it's me, got, it looks it's like got a... quotes all the way around the, the large block. Oh, okay. And one of the quotes, or one of the sides, basically goes from top to bottom. And it's just... That's a lot. It's too much. No. I understand, you know, put it out there, get the quotes... Get the money, get the money quotes out there, but it's it's too much. <laughs> and apparently, well, we we've we haven't had uh, many monuments up, <laughs> right? And apparently, they are planning to put up fifty more. Hey, that would be cool. That would be awesome, wonderful. You know, we'll have one up in Austin, maybe next to the Ten Commandments on on the Capitol grounds, which I think yeah, would be that would be hilarious, beautiful. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but apparently I'm not the only one who agrees that there's problems with the atheist monument. Now, the person who's <laughs> saying that there are problems with it is the guy who writes for the catholicvote.org. So we have hoops. We have differencing of how it's bad. Tom Hoops writes for Catholic Vote. Dot org. And he wrote the top ten awkward facts about the atheist monument. And they're not really awkward. Uh, they're just kind of pissy. Yeah, they're, they're almost sour grapesy. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, let's just go through them. Uh, first one, a quote on it says, uh, sorry. Number one, a quote on it says... An atheist believes that a hospital should be built instead of a church. Which is awkward, because we really haven't seen all those hospitals the atheists were going to build. But you have seen a lot of the medical equipment inside. Built by atheists. Yeah. Designed. Built, designed, tested. Yeah, but we're just not walking around with our scarlet letter A on our chest. So you don't know whether they're Christian or not. And, and it doesn't really fucking matter. And who knows... Maybe the guys who were on the building crew are actually atheists. You know, you never know. Yeah, they just maybe don't. the ones that actually build them, yeah. <laughs> as so, opposed to right money to take away rights from women. Right. So, right, of course, it's not awkward because the atheists are not as organized as, say, the Catholic Church, sure. because we tend to be individuals and. Uh, smaller group and usually and not asking our memberships for money millions uh, of every, dollars every week yeah we're not asking <laughs> for millions of dollars to put up a hospital we're asking for money to make sure that people get the health care that they need 
Yeah. There's a little bit of a difference there. And the number two quote, moving on, is the hospital quote is also awkward because it clearly should have said, quote, an atheist believes that 50 monuments to atheism should be built nationwide instead of a hospital. Oh, End yeah. quote. So how many monuments to the Catholic Church are built every year? It's okay. They have the money to waste on bullshit like that. You know, like the big giant 50-foot Jesuses everywhere. Yes. The football um, Jesus, or the, what is it? Touch, touchdown there, there, Jesus. There's Touchdown Jesus, and there's that one in uh, South America. South America, that's huge. It keeps on getting struck by lightning and having people uh, get stuck on it who are paragliding. You know, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, however, that he thought it was going to be a $22,000 monument. It was only a $6,000 monument. Yeah. Um, so, again, not all that bad. Number three, a quote on the monument says atheists, quote, want war eliminated, end quote. Which is awkward because warriors like Stalin and Lenin and Mao and Hawksaw and... Ceausescu. Okay. We're all atheists. But again... Hey, hold on. We have to give him one credit here. He didn't put Hitler in. (laughs) That's a good point. I have to give him that one. Because normally it's always Stalin and Hitler. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but again, it's not the atheism that caused these people to be megalomaniac, murdering bastards. Right. And they just happen to be murdering bastards. If they had been born in a Catholic country, perchance, they might have been Catholic about it. Right. And Stalin, Lenin, Mao, and Ceausescu were communists also. Right. I'm not sure about Hoxha. I'm not familiar with him that much. So I can at least speak accurately about the other four. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, Ceausescu ran his country, like, with steel head, steel fist, and so did Stalin. I mean, Stalin was responsible for how many millions of people dying? But it wasn't because he was atheist, it was because he was communist, and, well, on a power trip. Yeah. Exactly. And then four follows up on that with, the monument also mocks for the punishments threatened in the Old Testament, Awkward, far worse brutality was actually committed by atheist warders listed above in our lifetime. At the same time, how also m- by Catholics. And just Lutherans. out of curiosity, how many genocides are listed in the Bible? Yeah. By God. Yeah, God himself going, I smite these countries. Yeah. and The entire world at least once. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Stalin Stalin didn't kill everybody in the world. God did. Who's who's worse? Number five, the we want war eliminated quote is also awkward because all of the other quotes on the monument are from founding fathers known for starting a war with England. Okay, you know what? (laughs) Sometimes war is necessary. Unfortunately. And even the Bible says (laughs) that for everything there is a season. We would, I would love to see war eliminated. It would be great. It would be wonderful. But sometimes war is necessary. Right. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, John Hancock Benjamin stood Franklin. up and said, fuck you, England. We are honorable people. You're going to quit your shit because we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah. How many other, I mean, we've had this happen. 
there are times when war is necessary, and there's times when war is, I don't want to say good, but you have to stand up for what is right. Yeah. Uh, Genocide, on the other hand, is not right. The Founding Fathers did not choose a genocide. Well, they kind of did with the Indians, but that's a whole other argument. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just... And that wasn't necessarily them either. That was a lot of the government uh, and people who believe that we had manifest destiny to be here. Right. That Again, shot not in city because on of the atheism. Hill, exactly. Which is a Christian concept. Yeah. We're going to be that bright, shining city on the hill so everybody can look to us and see how godly and holy and blah, 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 we are. Yeah. Now, the next three kind of get it wrong. So, number six, it's awkward that at the dedication, a preacher used the monument to preach Christ, and the freethinkers got mad at his free thinking. Uh, not quite correct. Right. Uh, the, the person who got up was Eric Hovind. Hovind. Uh, and he stood on the monument in spite of the monument. And so, it was quite rude. So, of course... In addition, <laughs> I guess one of the seals had not set yet. Ah. And so they have to repair the monument already. And is Hoven paying for that? Of course not. No. So, yeah, you are, you just, you're encouraging someone who's being a bastard. Right. Christians want the respect of, you know, don't bitch about our churches, don't bitch about our monuments being on public ground and everything else, and then don't want to offer that respect in return. Yeah. That's what that one Certainly boiled Eric down Hoven to. Certainly Eric doesn't. And Eric Hoven also is a young Earth creationist and, and lies about science. Yeah, doesn't he write for Answers in Genesis or... He has his... Oh, God. He has his own... Museum or he something? He has a creation uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, it, see, it's really, I don't... I really try to avoid those. Yeah. Because what happens is me just quietly banging my head on my desk. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, lots, there's stuff that's been thoroughly debunked. Uh, Aaron Raw definitely has done it. Uh, Wildwood Claire. Um, yeah. there's, anyway, there's tons of people online who, who who rip him a new one because he is a liar. Yeah. Plain and simple. Same same with uh, well Ken Ham and and we'll Glenn get Beck to and David Barton. Who's the <laughs> Banana Man? Uh, Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort. Who we'll get to, uh, but not right now. So number seven. Uh, it's awkward that the monument has what looks like a biohazard symbol on it. Oh my god, this one is just so incredibly stupid. It's the nuclear symbol. Yeah. Nuclear, not nuclear. That may be why he was confused. It puts an atom around right. the A, which represents, is supposed to, re- right, it's supposed to represent science. science. Uh, which it does. Why? Because it was scientists who discovered the atom and all the stuff that we have today. Is- science did that, not a Bible. Right. If we were to base our lives strictly on the Bible, we'd still be hunting and gathering. We'd still be well, walking we around wouldn't, going... We wouldn't have this podcast. Yeah, we would not have this podcast. Eight follows up on that. And God knows we wouldn't have air conditioning, which we need. So eight follows up on that. And he says, oh, but the symbol actually shows an atom. J.J. Thompson won the 1906 Nobel Prize in Physics for discovering the electron. He was a churchgoer who read the Bible every night, which is awkward for atheists. No, No, it's it's not. Not Not even the least. We really don't give a damn. 
Right. <laughs> we care that it's a symbol for science. For thinking we, and logic. And stepping out and saying, I want to know more. Yes. Knowledge. Not, yeah, just no. Yeah. I wish well, I had a better answer. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's very, very difficult. Fortunately, we're not being cogent, so that's fine. Two <laughs> yeah. more. Number nine. A quote on the monument says, An atheist strives for involvement in life and not escape into death. End quote. Awkward. Atheists Jack Kevorkian, Dr. Death, and Derek Humphrey, founder of the Hemlock Society, would disagree. I guess this is where we have to have that discussion again about quality versus quantity of life. Yes. Because And quality of death. Right. Because I'm sorry, I happen to agree with Kevorkian. I happen to agree with Humphrey. If you are at a point where your life is no longer livable, if you have Alzheimer's and you know that in six months a year, you are not going to remember the people who loved you, your favorite book, everything that you love about life. And you're going to be in diapers and... and Well, and not just that, but your family has to go through the fact that you will not be able to recognize them. Right. And they'll have to take care of it. So you aren't just, unfortunately, ruining your life. You're, it, it, it's almost like committing suicide. Right. You know, you... Le- Let me back that up. When you euthanize yourself, you are committing suicide. My point was, if you commit suicide, just boom... You still leave behind a mess. Whereas if you go through a euthanization process, you can take care of that and everyone can understand why it's happening. Right. And so this so, is this this is basically It's not an escape into death. Right. It isn't. I mean if if your whole argument is is that death should come naturally, I'm sorry, in the case of Alzheimer's, you are dead. You're yeah. dead before your heart stops beating because everything that you are and everything that you were is gone. Yeah. And even the dude from the 700 Club agrees with that. You know, and it's so just... bite me. I hate it when I have to agree with them and I have to go... <laughs> <laughs> it's so disingenuous, this list. Number 10. A New Jersey-based group went to Florida to build an atheist monument. That sounds kind of... Missionary and proselytizing, which is awkward for people who are against that kind of thing. Okay. No, wrong. No, wrong. They put it up there because it was made into a a public ground, a government ground, was decided to be a free speech zone rather than remove a blatantly sectarian monument. Right. And we're not... Well, are, are we against proselytizing? To a point, because it's annoying. Yeah. It's just, a, I mean, you're Mr. Catholic Vote Dude, uh, Hooper, whatever the hell his name is, uh, Tom Hoops, you're against proselytizing if it's not your crap. So, shut up. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you think I feel at when I have, you know, two Mormon boys knocking on my door at, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning when I'm actually one of the few mornings I'm allowed to sleep in, and they're all like... We want to talk to you. And I'm all like, no. Well, we want to share a scripture. No. You already think that I am a sinner. You already think that I have done something wrong. I don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> Especially before I've had coffee. Right. Which you won't have. 
Uh, so, so no, not really. These uh, ten things are not awkward for atheists at all. Uh, what they are awkward for uh, is a guy writing about them who is being disingenuous about the reasons that he thinks that they are on there. Yeah. So, Tom Hoops, you're wrong. Isn't that awkward? Yeah. Speaking of awkward... <laughs> The Blaze. If you're not familiar with The Blaze, that is... Is it Glenn Beck's... Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck's website. So you know it's full of chock full of conservative right-wing... Lies. Bat shittery. Ray Comfort is releasing a new 38-minute short film. No, he has released it. Yeah, it's a long short... A long short. That's that's anything over fifteen minutes is considered a long, a long short, short as long as it doesn't make to uh, fifteen to seventy eight minutes is okay. long short. So Ray Comfort, who is Banana in, Man, let's just it cut. is Banana Man, but also he is quite disingenuous in his conversations with atheists and about atheists. Right. He frames questions and then reframes them. Well, he, he, he has been guilty and called out on numerous on numerous occasions for quote mining and re-editing things to suit himself. Right. Uh, where he will put a different question in front of somebody answering a question. So it sounds worse than what they're saying. Right. Uh, so he has a new version of that called Evolution versus God. It's a 38-minute short film. It's online. You can go download it um, <laughs> if you want. I just watched the trailer, and that was enough. Yeah. That was the one that just... So yeah. he's he's gone around once again, similar to that... Expelled. Idiot, expelled thing where they, again, quote mined and changed their... Yeah, you know, I still... Edited to their, to their purposes. I still love the story about PZ Myers with Expelled. Right. Getting Expelled from Expelled, but Richard Dawkins wasn't. Was it? Right. He went around, and again, he interviewed P.Z. Myers and a whole bunch of yeah, biologists, Yeah, a bunch of anthropologists. And quote mine them. And now he's claiming that it's going to bring down evolution because so many people downloaded it that they crashed the server. And that because the evolutionists in the movie can't answer the questions that he quote mine and then re-edited that that's going to somehow overturn evolution but the fact is no it's not going to a movie can't do that a movie may get people to start uh researching it perchance yeah looking into it but a 38 minute film is not going to overturn how many years of science and study 150 years yeah of science and study yeah and what? Well, uh, it's not, you know, okay, hundreds it's, of thousands of papers. Right. Well, it's hundreds of thousands of papers, 150 years of science and study, and um, billions of years of proof. Right. <laughs> Just keep going back because, I mean, evolution has been happening, oh, since the Big Bang. Yeah. <laughs> but he is right about something. He has a quote on his page. Uh, Ray Comfort says, quote, I'm no prophet, but I will predict. Wow. Okay, this is a very odd quote. I'm glad they put it in there. Uh, this is verbatim, by the way. 
I'm no prophet, but I will predict is that there are going to be full-scale attacks on my character, because atheists want to stop this movie from being seen, he explained. Many of them are very angry, but for me, this is a hill to die on, and I'm ready for battle and for whatever that brings with it. Okay, first off, he needs to learn a (laughs) command of grammar. It's pretty bad. Second of all, atheists don't want this movie stopped from being seen. We want people to see it, and we want people to mock it. (laughs) And that's quite possibly one of the reasons why it crashed the server, because it's not just uh, the Blaze listeners who are downloading this. What I'm going to assume is tripe, because I I have not seen it. I have only, like I said, I have only seen... But I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Raid Comfort. I've heard his debates. He's uh, not that good of a debater. No, he, no, no, no. He, he, he can't debate. What he is, he's a, he, he has his set things. He, he has his script. And if you go off that script, he's hosed. Right. The fortunate thing for Ray Comfort is the fact that he found love and comfort in the arms of, well, a former 80s television star yeah. <laughs> let's just leave it at that but there's another quote here uh by comfort and he says quote some are angry because evolution is their doorway to all sorts of sinful delights because if there's no god and no moral accountability anything goes he told the blaze so this movie is a huge threat to them again it's not a threat and again this is this is such a weird argument to me that atheists choose to be atheists. The argument goes, we know there's a God and we reject the We're- God so that we can be sinful. So the idea is that God then can't be all-knowing because uh, we, we supposedly we can say, oh, well, I didn't be- believe in you, so I did this thing. But there's also the argument that, you know, we live in a society. And I've had this, I've, I've had this discussion with a uh, couple, with my, with my brothers. It's like, oh, well, well, you know, you can just do anything. It's like, no, I can't. I can't go out and kill people and I don't want to. Right. And it's not because of my religious upbringing. It's because I don't want to because I am human. Right. I live in a society and I realize that every action in the society will have some sort of reaction. Uh, right. Good or bad. If you go out and kill somebody, there's going to be bad repercussions. If you sleep with your uh, somebody's wife, you're probably going to get found out and you're going to get your ass kicked. Or get in a fight, at the very least. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe the guy's a wimp and he's like, oh, I want to get rid of her anyway, you can have her. Regardless, there's going to be some sort. Or maybe they're in an open relationship. Sure. You never know. Yeah. And they could be Christian in an open relationship. So There's a couple of TV shows on learning channel about it. Oh, are there? Yeah, no. Polygamy USA. My God, that's like my new crack. This is just a side I am so glad I don't watch TV. Uh, but, the, but the point is that society has the rules. That's why we have laws, and you have to follow those laws. And most of, most of the time, the laws are basic common sense. Yeah. You know. Don't, don't kill, don't rape, don't yeah. steal. In fact, all the laws are pretty much don't. Yeah. They're things that you're not supposed to do. Everything else is fair game until they decide that that's going to hurt somebody. Right. And then Except it becomes a don't. Yeah. You know. Which is why the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not. <laughs> Except for that first one, the first one is, 
I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. Again, it's a not. Uh, the honor of thy mother and thy father. Oh, that's a there don't. we go. That's a good one. That's uh, a don't. That's not a don't. That is that no. That, that, that is a that is a positive. However, it doesn't address the issue on whether your parents are assholes or not. Yeah. Uh, sort of like the guy who kept his daughter in the basement and raped her. Yeah. Probably don't want to honor that person. So exactly. therefore, that commandment. Well, I think it's the second commandment. Maybe it's the third. Doesn't matter. I don't remember. I just. Kind of remember that it's, it's, I am the Lord your God, and then a bunch of don't do this stuff that is generally accepted as being good stuff not to do. Yeah. And, and unless you're talking about the Ten Commandments that are actually carried around in the Ark of the Covenant, which has something to do with not boiling a lamb in its mother's it's milk. milk. <laughs> yeah. The actual Ten Commandments. And somehow, it allows lightning to be shot from the Ark. <laughs> they, you know what? They didn't cover that in Indiana Jones. I love that movie. <laughs> okay. I, I can't find the exact quote, but there is a great quote in a movie about the Ten Commandments. Um, and it's it's a, from a guy who has been not cheating, cheating. And I hate it using that double term, but it, it accurately describes it. On his wife online. And basically he says, it was a lot easier to not cover your neighbor's wife's ass when you didn't have to worry about, or when you were worried about getting to 35 without being eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> and it's just great little, and so the friend says, he goes, well, just, you know, don't cover your neighbor's wife's ass in your neighbor's house or something. It's this, you know, they keep riffing on it, but it's this great little scene. It's in a movie called The Story of Us. I highly recommend it. It's kind of a sad movie, but, you know, it's good. It's about divorce. The, the only problem I have with that particular quote is there were not dinosaurs around when the Ten I, Commandments were around. I know, but it's... And my guess is, at that time, you probably did covet your neighbor's ass. Yeah. And the stronger man won. Yep. Because not only did you have to worry about being, eating dinosaurs, you are probably trying to make as many babies as possible because only a couple of them were going to survive anyway. That's my guess. Yep. But I like the quote. All right, well, um, let's move on to the song challenge, which we actually recorded last week. Um, but I'm going to give you a heads up on my song. Um, last week, I had the demo finished, and then I went back uh, and redid the vocals. And I decided to redo the vocals in a way that was stupid. Uh, a more gravelly, heavy metal type of singing, which I don't normally do. I usually have a fairly sweet, uh, clear voice, and that's how I originally did the demo. Clear timber to your yes. voice. Uh, because it's easier for me. So on this on this version, you're going to hear me sing a little bit like this, you old blues singer kind of thing. And it was hard, but I will apologize right now for anybody who feels the need to clear their throat after hearing me sing for the first couple of phrases. Because I know when I hear it, I'm just like, <clears throat> come on, get, a, <clears throat> get that frog out of your throat there. <laughs> so, we have the song challenge. Uh, it is uh, in America, you have the right to be stupid. Right. And we shall go on to right now. We usually try to have a monthly or month and a half <laughs> song challenge. Well, it's been a while, 
And like three week, three months, right? <laughs> I don't know. Since our last live show, which it's from been Song One Hundred, uh, Song One Hundred episode, episode One Hundred, so seventeen two weeks. weeks, so like four months. Good gracious. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, at our live show we had um, audience members basically give the guys their song title and words that they must include in the song. Filled with hatred I am towards them. <laughs> Regardless, they are our listeners and they're loyal, so let's try not to hate them too much because yeah. they're kind of important. True. So the song title was, In America, You Have the Right to Be Stupid, and the words that must be included were sweet and low, punctuation, differentiation, and... Oh, fuck, I forgot the last one again. Put down that metaphor. And put down that metaphor. Thank you, Greg. So, here we go. We're going to listen to Greg's song right now. It's on TV. Cell phones mutate your sperm. Natural paths they know. Cancer's caused by a worm. They have the proof Sweet and low rots your brain Papers all print Gators swim round the drain I believe Every plot that you eschew That's what I believe That's what I believe And you should too Preachers do preach Earth 6,000 years old Fruit and flagella Are divinely controlled Life's too complex Darwin got it all wrong Science expelled Those who knew it all along I believe Fossils are the devil's clue That's what I believe That's what I believe and you should too Teacher says I Don't need punctuation Differentiation Above my station The boss has me Sweep and wax the floors We don't need no Fancy grammar no more I believe all cliff taming of the shrew That's what I believe That's what I believe And you should too From sea to shining sea Across the plains fruited In America You have the right To be stupid Sit around the house Though your belt's busting Don't ask out the redhead For whom you've been lusting Ignore your asthma Go adopt a dog Move to Texas Don't do football or God Broadcast a podcast Another in the din Put down that cool guitar Pick up the mandolin! What?
think I'll put down that metaphor. What am I singing this stupid song for? You can believe, and I can be a fool. But our beliefs should not rule in the school. I believe reality is a virtue. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. That's what I believe, and you should too. Okay, Greg, so... Spill. Yeah. <laughs> Spill, what do you want to tell us about this song? Um, well, I... Okay, I know this about myself, that I am not very sneaky in my poetry. I am not really that great on hidden metaphors and stuff like that. So it's pretty obvious that, essentially, the verses are all about stupid people, stupid things that people believe and fully kind of are invested in and think that everybody else should um, adhere to as well, and they fully believe that. And then the bridge is pretty obviously about um, that even if you are a skeptic on a small little podcast out of San Antonio that is skeptically minded, you can also do things that are not entirely skeptical and not always rational, like move to Texas, even though you're not... (laughs) And a religious person, and that you don't care about football, or sometimes you just have to follow the job. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's a song about yeah, people do a lot of stupid things, but when you come around to it in the final verse, you can be stupid in America. There's no law against that. It's the marketplace of ideas and all that fun stuff. But if it's going to be in school, there has to be some reality behind it. So that's the that's the message behind it. But some of it was just kind of saying silly stuff and then being self-deprecating on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, because first off, I'm not happy about you know you basically trashing your own podcast in there. It's the of the bus, man. Well, as, as while listeners are listening to this, assuming that they listen to it on the day it comes out, I'm at Tam, time traveling right now. Um, and so go get him. <laughs> Um, at the last couple of years, uh, the Tim Farley has often given a presentation on just how much skeptical content there is out there. There's so many blogs and um, upwards of a hundred or more podcasts that just say the word skeptic in the title. There are plenty that don't yeah, say skeptic. Yeah, but skeptico says skeptic. <laughs> True, but we're one, you know, another voice in that din of lots and lots of podcasts. Two hundred fifty million people, man. There, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts. And there's not 250 million podcasts. No. Oh, that's the point. Well, according to The Onion, there is. <laughs> ah. Okay. Didn't know so, that. you know, it's, it's a little bit of hubris and maybe not entirely rational to say, well, I'm also going to do a podcast in amongst these hundreds of skeptical podcasts and then thousands of podcasts about everything else. But, you know, it doesn't mean that it's the worst thing in the world so there's some good stuff some bad stuff in that bridge about you know some yeah but if you, if you didn't have the gumption to just get up and and do it, it would, mm-hmm. you know 
it wouldn't get done. Right. Yeah. But the, so. the, the point of is, is it might not be a rational thing to do. I, there are irrational things that people like me do do, but it, there's no judgment on that. You can he be stupid. Do-do. You can go ahead and do stupid things, like move yeah. to Texas even though you are an atheist. There's atheists here. <laughs> Just not as prevalent. So how hard was it for you to work in those keywords? Because we were having discussion earlier about when you, on your um, <laughs> second verse where you go, the teacher says, I don't need punctuation, comma, differentiation, semicolon, kind of, okay. kind of skirting it there a little bit, kind of <laughs> not. Well, you, you dear listener, you will see when Gary posts the lyrics to the blog in the show notes that I put in a lot of semicolons. That was to tell myself when I was reading it and singing it that that's where the breaks were in how I was singing it. But that whole phrase, teacher says, I don't need punctuation differentiation above my station, is all one thought. Okay. But yes, lyrically, I did split it across two different lines, but the words are one right after the another. Yeah, but unfortunately, when you, when you do that, because you did leave that gap between punctuation and differentiation, you lose the the rhythm the of of that. Well, it's got a th- uh, triple rhyme in there: punctuation, differentiation, station. That's that's my point. Okay, that's my point. Is it, when you say it, punctuation, differentiation, station, it sounds it's different from when you put that gap in there. Yeah, you know. But I was basically that was the thing I had to shoehorn most because uh-huh. the the lyric of sweet and low rots your brain being a conspiracy theory, okay, boom. First verse is about conspiracy theories and wild theories that people have, like alligators swimming around in the drain. And then what is a song except a metaphor for something? So throw that in the last verse about how, okay, you're doing all these metaphors for, you know, stupid things. What is your point, Greg? And, And so those were the easy things to do. And, okay, if the song is all about in America you have the right to be stupid... The verses are going to be about stupid stuff. And then I can't criticize everybody else and not realize that I, I have to be skeptical about myself. So the bridge I put in there to say, yeah, I do non-rational things myself. These aren't the worst non-rational things I've ever done in my life, but they're the ones I'm willing to share with the dear listener. Right. How hard was it for you? And I know we've asked this question before, mm-hmm. but it, to me, trying to shoehorn these ideas in and trying to shoehorn around mm-hmm. a very specific lyrics that you have to put in. How difficult was that? Um, it, it's It actually, in this situation and the one we did before, I can't remember which one it, it was. was my birthday. Okay, yeah, it was the, the Donna like birthday no song. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you start, th- I, I started thinking along the lines, I think, like I said, the first thing that came to me was Sweet and Low, being, you know, people thinking that it's poison to you. And that that's kind of a crazy thing that people believe despite the evidence. And so that kind of got me thinking along a certain track. And things like punctuation differentiation is something about education. You have to learn where you put those commas, the Oxford comma, to differ between let's eat grandma and let's eat grandma. (laughs) Funny you should say that phrase. Yes. (laughs) 
but I, I was thinking of that example yeah. in 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 building my lyrics. So it was more like things fact, started. I think I think that's the example we used when we came up with the, yes, with the exactly. Um, but it, it was just the fact that those lyrics. I started thinking about a one train of thought, and it kind of brought things together eventually. Of oh well, punctuation differentiation is something you would, should learn in school. You shouldn't learn crazy stuff in school. I'll make the song about people can believe what they want, which is supposed to be the theme, but you can't put it in our education system. So it, things just slowly kind of snowball that way, and and it's, it's honestly the connecting of the layer of those disparate words is not the is not really the hardest thing I've I've found. Uh, apparently, until now, the the hardest thing I have had to deal with is trying to write a bass line that wouldn't put a bass player to sleep. <laughs> because previous songs, it's just been, for the musical listeners out there, have probably figured this out. Maybe I'm just doing one, five, one, five, one, five, <laughs> or one, three, five, three, one, three, five. And, and just, you know, I, I tried to write something at least a little bit more interesting for a bass player, because I am not a bass player. Now... Here's my last question for you. Did you enjoy this song challenge? I think so. Um, I, I, the, there have been a couple songs that I've written over the last year and a half for the song challenge, namely one or two early on, that I wrote, I finished, and they have never seen the light of day ever since when Gary and I would perform live or... Um, you know, if I want to play a song for my mom when she's visiting, oh, look at the fun, you know the stuff I've written. Oh, that's nice, sweetie. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what my mom sounds like, but for example. Um, <laughs> Mother yodels? <laughs> no, la, 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 not yodel, yodel, yodel. Is that how it, that's how it sounded to me. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well, great. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where at least the songs that I've been writing... Most of them, I like the fact that if I go back a couple months later after I'm sick of having to deal with it, you know, the same song over and over and over again 500 times in one day, going back later, I listen to it and it's like, I like this one. I'm proud of that I did this. So that, you know, as, as opposed to those couple other songs, like, oh, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> okay, so now we will move on to Gary's song, which surprisingly enough is titled... In America, you have the right to be stupid. With the one exception in that officially Gary's title is, In America, You Have the Right to be Stupid. The official title of my song is I-A-Y-H-T-R-T-B-S. Because you just want to text it to somebody? No, I just initialized it because... <laughs> it's something stupid to do. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. I, I'm a fan of Loudon Wainwright III and some of his songs that would have really, really long titles if he wrote them out, he just initializes. Like there's one song, I Wish I Was a Lesbian, that he just initialized. Okay. Okay, so moving on to Gary again. Shut up, Greg. Let's move on to Gary's song. Let him okay. talk. In America, you have the right to be stupid. You have the right to be embarrassed for the things you may have said. 
in America. You can pay too much for coffee. Fill the gap with sweet and low. Rock your teeth right in your head. Not every coincidence has a lesson. Not every rainbow has a pot of gold. In America, you can talk like Christopher Walken And your punctuation differentiation Keeps your family from being food Let's eat Grandma, let's eat Grandma The Dunner Party should have paid more attention back in school Not every salad needs a dressing but before you beat a dead horse again, you should put down the metaphor. Dum, 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 In America, you have the right to be stupid. Dum, 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 In America, you have the right to be stupid. Stupid, you have the right to air your grievances with what other people do. In America, you have the right to be complacent. You can sit at home, play alone, and then I come to you. Not every blinking light is a UFO. Not every crime hides a conspiracy. complex set of lyrics or not a really complex set of lyrics but once again you had to write around very specific rules how yes. is that for you one of the reasons why it took a took a bit i think well besides i was extremely busy uh there's that grad school thing yeah i i wrote the all the lyrics that were, were required on on my whiteboard at home in my living room <laughs> <laughs> So I saw it every single day the in the past 
the past three weeks just to try and kick start getting down and, and doing start it. making associations between the different words. Yeah, and and this this song, the hardest part was trying to find the rhythm for the title because I I thought that I figured I want to put that in the song itself. It's it, a very long phrase. Yeah, and so you had to come up with the rhythm, and so that was dictating. It eventually dictated the, the style of, of song I wrote, uh, because I originally started just putting down ideas musically and trying to shoehorn <laughs> the phrase in there. But also, you know, sweet and low and punctuation differentiation also has its own rhythm. Yeah. And so I was trying to find <laughs> the what rhythm both of those would fit into because originally it was a 12 8 song so you decided six, four, to six, not cheat like me apparently yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well i also knew that i wanted to try and fit in the let's eat grandma let's eat comma grandma yeah and just because that's, <laughs> that's the best so that way. that made it in itself a long phrase within the the stanza sure so you matched everything else to be at least that long or about that long I- exactly and then, really, once I got the chord progression and the feel of the song I was going to write, everything really fell into place. I mean, just everything except for <laughs> <laughs> the last two lines. Not every blinking light is a UFO and not every crime hides a conspiracy. I knew I wanted not every crime hides a conspiracy once I came up with it to be the last part of the, the point of the song yeah the exclamation point. exactly but i had a hell of a time getting to the ufo thing and <laughs> i eventually i had a, a friend come over and and we were talking i was like I, I need to play the song and so he actually came up with a longer version which i then uh macheted down to mm-hmm. not every blinking light is a ufo so i actually had a little bit of help not quite enough for co-writing credit, but no. a mention in the liner notes. Exactly. <laughs> so what is your favorite part of this song, actually? Is it the Let's Eat Grandma? Because <laughs> I, 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 enjoyed, like... I enjoyed singing that entire line. That that that. Because you got to sing it in a specific way to make the comma right. make sense. Yeah, but that, that one also, that verse makes me... Giggle. <laughs> uh, oh, Christopher Walken. I, I, I was going to say William Shatner, uh, which kind of works a little bit better as far as the, I, the, the name I, goes. Yeah, I like it better with Christopher Walken than William it, Shatner. Well, the way Christopher Walken speaks, he removes all of the punctuation from his scripts. Yeah. I, that's what I've been told. May not be true, may be true. So he finds the rhythm of the words. And so it, it made more sense because of the way he his delivery is so odd that it made more sense to say him than But at least Shatner. they're both people with very, very distinctive, famous ways of talking. It'd be, you know, Christopher Walken, William Shatner, or, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman. You yeah. hear Morgan Freeman, you know that's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you still picture God even when he's with the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do, I do like the the chorus for some reason. The dum 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 dum. <laughs> if there is anything that you could change in the song, what would it be? More mandolin. Oh, you weren't asking me. <laughs> Electric mandolin. 
you know, I don't know. Uh, this song is going into my repertoire <laughs> because I, I I enjoy this song even after I haven't listened to it a couple. Of- <laughs> Which for you is easier, one where you're given a very specific set of instructions to follow, or one where you have much more room to play with, where we just say, you know, let's do a song about the Fourth of July, or a song about Bigfoot, where you have kind of more room. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. It depends on how much time I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Having the words helps because then I can build something around the words. It gives you that little piece of dust for the snowflake to exactly. build around. That's exactly right. That, that's a snowball. Yeah. Uh, rather, I mean, yeah. I, I think. I think sometimes I, having a, a grand topic allows you the freedom to write whatever you want, but there is something that gives you a starting point and also like a point of pride of I was able to fit that in. I was able to fit exactly. blank no cranium into a song and have it make sense. Yeah. And, and plus having, <laughs> since I do want to be a songwriter, being able to force words into a song um, is good practice for writing songs for, for two purpose. You know, so, uh, but they, they, they both have their challenges <laughs> and, I don't think you can really say which which one is easier, which one is more difficult. It's I, but all I, how the moment strikes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it for the song challenge. I guess now the only thing we have left to do is decide what shall be the next song challenge. And hopefully it won't take 17 weeks to do. And so now the only thing that's left is what our next challenge shall be. And this is where I'm going to ask you, dear listeners... Come submit. We want to hear your ideas of what Gary and Greg should be writing about. <laughs> Fill their heads with your ideas. So, Otherwise, I have to come up with ideas, and I can be pretty sick and twisted. So, my, <laughs> I'm just saying, you might want to save them from. Yes, please, dear listeners, save us from Donna's <laughs> wrath. sick and twisted wrath. Yes. <laughs> for every evil and horrible thing that we have said around her for the last two years, save us from that revenge. So, email, we'll tweet guys, at us, yeah, Facebook, tweet, anything. Leave us a Facebook message. Hell, just post it on the Facebook page. Send us an email. Really don't care. Let's hear it, guys. Otherwise, I have to pick. And they won't be happy. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay. We trust you, Donna, despite feeling scared. Um, And, you know, we've been able to meet all the challenges, except for the time frame, that we've been set so far. So, let's do it. Do it. (laughs) Do it for Johnny. (laughs) I am so glad I'm a Tam right now and not dealing with you guys in person (laughs) on this episode. Yeah. All right, so uh, thanks for joining us this week. I guess I don't know if we're going to do anything after this. We'll figure something out. Okay, And thank you for letting me join you on this episode where I'm not here. Yeah. All right, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. See you next week. Bye-bye. Say hi to Greg and Tam. (laughs) 
Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. So, I guess that's the end of our episode, isn't it? That is the end of the episode. I would like to say awesome, but only awesome because it's the end and it's been a long day. That's (laughs) right. And we're having wine. Yeah, we're drinking wine. (laughs) In case you hadn't noticed, dear listener. Because when Greg's away, the rest of us We really need to drink. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, Greg. It's not like you're... Yeah, you know what? That probably sounds like I'm peeing into the glass. <laughs> so you're pulling a Justin Bieber is what you're saying. What, really? What? Justin Bieber apparently like left a restaurant yesterday. And on his way out of the restaurant, he decided to pee in the uh, the mop water. He just stopped. Peed. <laughs> and then apparently saw a picture of Bill Clinton and was like, fuck Bill Clinton. And I'm just like, oh, God, there's more reasons why I hate you. <laughs> because I'll tell you, if I was the chef of that restaurant, I would have been pounding the little son of a bitch. I think, yeah, well, there's that. But I think he's just mad because he wanted to be at the inauguration of Bill Clinton. Wasn't he like, I don't know. He wasn't even a sperm. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think he was a twinkle in his daddy's pants. So now that we've done that aside... <laughs> So I guess what we can say is follow us on the Twitter. I believe Greg is updating pretty regularly with um, stuff from Tam. Yep, he's so, he's twittering, tweeting, twittering? twatting. <laughs> oh, <that's cool. gasps> Sorry. I would say that they agree with twatting. Yes. Uh, uh, what, uh, uh, what's, what's her name? The the comedian. Uh, Real Fit One has a huge LGBTQ following. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Anyway, she says twatting. And hey, please give us some ideas for me to torture the guys with the song challenge because he ain't a little torturing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not talking, you know, Guantanamo Bay torturing, just a little torturing. Yeah. Uh, This last one, the punctuation differentiation, I think, was a hard one. Spike no cranium, surprisingly, wasn't difficult. (laughs) That surprised me, because it's... But I love that word. It's such a... I love it. It's mellifluous. Yes. Yes, it is. I guess that's it. So I guess Gary and I will say good night, good luck, and... Yeah, we already have we, we, we already have that at the oh, uh, at the end of the mind. other one, so they even bother with them. Okay, and <laughs> see you later, guys.